It's so crazy to me that you can go through all that hard work and then as soon as that baby is out, it's like complete heaven bliss. Just, oh my gosh, I had a baby. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, it's just, you go from like the pits of hell to like (laughs) just flying high. It's, yeah, it's so crazy. Just, it's the best. Danielle, welcome to the Birth Journeys podcast. It is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories, you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional. Everybody, welcome to the Birth Journeys podcast. Yes, this is a different person. This is Stephanie Miller. I'm friends with Danielle and I'm interviewing her for a change. Uh, We did this one other time. It was super fun. So I am looking forward to this. Um, Often you hear Danielle talking to other people, but you don't hear much about her life. So I'm going to let her do somewhat of a recap introduction so that you know kind of more details about her and who she is. And then we'll talk to her about her most recent exciting news. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for doing this, Stephanie. Um, So I am Danielle. I am the host of this podcast. Um, This is my little uh, side baby versus my my real four babies at home. But um, so I've been doing this now for a year, which it's been so fun and I've enjoyed every second of it. Um, But other than being a podcast host, I am a mom to four kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a homeschooler. I'm a, I call myself a wannabe crunchy (laughs) mom because I'm (laughs) slowly making the baby steps towards that direction. Um, But yeah, I, I lead worship at my church and I'm married to the love of my life for five years, almost six. Um, but yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's about it. That's all it is. (laughs) Um, and your most recent amazing news is four weeks ago, you had a new baby boy. So today we're going to be talking about that pregnancy and that birth because Mm -hmm. we did an interview with the other three, but now we get to talk about the newest little one Tuka so I'm excited um so what do you remember about the pregnancy like finding out or like that early pregnancy Um, yeah so um I had I think I shared this um in our last episode episode 24 where what was 23 and 24 where I shared my previous birth stories um I can't remember if I had mentioned that I had a miscarriage a year ago, um, last March. Um, I know I shared the story in an episode. I did a special episode about miscarriage, um, back, uh, I don't remember this fall or something, but, um, but yeah, so I did have a miscarriage last March. Um, I think it was like March 28th when the whole process was completed and, um, you know, we kind of went through the process of grieving that baby and, um, 
it was about six weeks until I got my period back. So, um, after we lost that baby, Scott and I were kind of like, are we going to try again or just kind of like wait and see what happens? And, um, (laughs) I'm not a, I can't just, I don't know how people are like, yeah, when we started trying, we just were like, whatever happens, happens. I am not that person. (laughs) Like I know my body way too well to like, I know exactly when I'm ovulating. I know exactly like if we do it today, like we're going to make a baby. (laughs) Like (laughs) I just, I just know myself so well that I just, I can't ignore those signs. And it's so hard for me to just be like, yeah, let's just be on the wing it program because like I said, I just know myself so well. Um, so after my cycle returned, um, it was getting close to every summer I go up to New Hampshire for a month and Scott and I are like separated for that time. Um, he usually comes up for like a week at the end of the month that me and my kids are up there and it was getting close. And I was like, we have one time to try before we leave. So (laughs) can we please try? (laughs) And he was like, He's like, I guess so, because he just rolls his eyes at me. Because uh, I'm like, I'm like, this this needs to happen now, or else we have to wait until we get back home and whatever. And he was like, okay, so we tried, and sure enough, we conceived that first try. So that was awesome. That was um, pretty awesome. Yeah, I was I was really excited, and it was funny because I was in like a um, one of my friends had messaged me and her sister were like all friends. And she was like, I really want to like, I, I really feel motivated. Like I'm ready to like lose some weight. And I know you girls have mentioned it before. Like, do you guys want to be accountability partners and just kind of like try to encourage each other to kind of like, you know, get in shape and whatever. And we we're like, yeah. And I was like, I just want you guys to know I may be pregnant in three weeks. <laughs> like This is like how much I know myself. And I was like, I just want you to know, like, I'm good. I'll, I'll do this for for a little while, but it's possible that I might be pregnant in a few weeks. And they were like, okay. (laughs) And sure enough, I like texted them and I was like, well, (laughs) I was right. So (laughs) yeah. So that was really cool. Cause I know that that, you know, doesn't always happen, especially after my first miscarriage, like it took us seven months to conceive. So it was really cool that it happened, you know, the first, first try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I found out and it was actually cool because, um, I think I was like only eight days past ovulation and my sister, um, messaged me and told me she was pregnant and I was so excited and, you know, like her and her husband had been trying for a while and I was just like so happy for them and everything. And, um, I actually told her, I was like, you know what, I might be pregnant too, but it's just too early to take a test. And she was like, oh really? And I was like, yeah, I think I had already started having like those crazy vivid dreams. That's like always how I know I'm pregnant. And, um, I was like doing some cleaning and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a test. I know it's too early, but like now that it's on my brain, I just can't get it off. So I did, I went and I took a test and, um, I, it was like the faintest, most faintest line you've ever seen. Like I could barely even get it to like take a picture of it. Cause I was like, uh, I think it's positive. So I was trying to get a picture to show my sister and, um, yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a line there. So then I ran back to Walmart and I got another test and I took that and it actually showed like, uh, it was like a different brand of test and it actually did show, 
a, a line that was a little bit darker than the line on the other test. So I was like, yep, I'm for sure pregnant. So I was so excited. And um, me and my sister found out we were going to be due within like two weeks of each other. And so that was awesome. Like we were both like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing that we like get to have babies together and everything. Um, so yeah, so then that night I was doing laundry and Scott was just kind of like, picking up the kitchen and whatever. And our kids were being crazy. Like I don't, they were just yelling and screaming and tons of noise. And Scott came over and he's like, Oh my gosh, our life is so chaotic. And I looked at him and I smiled and I'm like, well, it's about to get a little bit more chaotic. And he looked at me and he goes, what? And I was like, "Mm -hmm." and he goes, are you pregnant? And I was like, yep. And he's like, no way. He could not believe that it actually happened that fast either. We were both like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And obviously he was excited and he hugged me and we were both just like in shock. Like, wow, like this is happening. We're going to have another baby. Um, so yeah, that was how we found out and yeah, we were excited to be on that journey again. Um, and immediately I again texted my midwife and I was like, are you available in February? And she was like, no way. <laughs> Cause <laughs> you know, I had been in contact with her for my my lost pregnancy. And, um, you know, she had, I had planned on working with her then. And then, you know, we had the loss and again, it happened really fast. So she was like, wow, that's amazing. So yeah, we started back on the journey of heading towards a home birth. So yeah, that was exciting to, to be on that again. (laughs) Did you struggle with any apprehension about the new pregnancy knowing what had happened the time before um I think I always do just because once you experience loss it's so hard to just be like like you know blissful and ignorant Mm -hmm. in a pregnancy um I always have that fear kind of in the back of my mind of like oh what if it happens again but um And honestly, I I think I deal with it up until I have my baby, like with, you know, with every pregnancy since my first miscarriage, it's just, yeah, it's always kind of there lingering and, you know, that I kind of have that worry and it's like every time I'm going to the bathroom, like I wipe and I'm like looking for blood and it's just, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. I think once it happens, it just, it's so hard to ignore, you know, I I don't know. I agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. So, so how was that pregnancy as a whole? Was it an easy pregnancy or did you have some difficulties? Um, no, it was pretty easy. Um, I did have like all day nausea. Thankfully I didn't throw up a lot. Um, so that was good. Um, but yeah, I definitely had like morning to night sickness and it was like nothing sounded good to eat hardly ever. Um, and if it did, it was carbs. <laughs> it was like I could eat a bagel or like, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, you, with midwifery care, it's really focused on nutrition and making sure, you yes. know, you're eating really good and healthy and, you know, a lot of protein. And every time like I talked to her, I was like, she's like, how's your diet? I'm like, yeah, I'm just surviving right now. And she's like, I totally understand. (laughs) So, um, that was hard. One cool thing. Um, I was so tired. Like, I don't remember being this tired with Finn and Brightland. I remember being very tired with Ellie. Um, but this time I was just like completely exhausted. Like 
uh, it was crazy. And because we were up in New Hampshire then for that month, um, we were, you know, staying with my mom and every day I took a nap and it was like the best <laughs> thing ever. Cause she would take my kids and she'd be like, go lay down. And I would, I would go and I would just take like an hour long nap. And I did that every day for the whole like month that we were there, which was such a blessing that like it worked out that way for us to be up there and then like to have my mom help and be able to just like really rest when I needed to was amazing. Um, so that, that might, was awesome, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that might be something to keep in your back pocket for all the other times yeah. you plan right? on Right, <laughs> we'll just have to make sure, Mom, yeah, make sure we get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, oh, funny, um, but yeah, so that was awesome, but yeah, I did have the all-day morning sickness, I think, I can't remember how long I had it, maybe like 18 or 20 weeks, it was about halfway that I finally started feeling better. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was again, like, it's just weird because with Ellie, I did not have even an inkling of morning sickness or nausea or anything, but yeah, with my last three babies, I've definitely had more of that. Um, so yeah, otherwise the pregnancy was pretty easy. Like I, I remember like posting on my Instagram for my birth journeys account and saying like, who wants, like, maybe I should like kind of keep doing updates throughout my pregnancy and kind of take you all along with me. But my pregnancy was just so uneventful that I did one <laughs> pregnancy update like halfway through. And otherwise I was like, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> like, you know, it was just, it was so uneventful, which is good, you know, like, um, obviously you don't want issues coming up. So that was good. But, um, I did, um, you know, obviously I planned on seeing my midwife, right. but I did want to go to the OB, um, just for a couple appointments, um, because I, with insurance, like I could get like blood work done for free and, um, an ultrasound. So I wouldn't have to pay out of pocket for those two things. So I waited until I was about 14 weeks and I called the OB and made an appointment and they couldn't see me till 17 weeks, which was fine. I wasn't in any rush. Um, so I did go in at 17 weeks and I had only wanted to have one ultrasound. So my plan was to only have the, um, anatomy scan and, um, I was going in for that first appointment and I was like, do I have to do an ultrasound for this like first appointment? And she said, yes, like you have to do the dating ultrasound. And I was kind of, I probably really could have just declined it and like been like, no, dug my heels in. But I was like, uh, whatever, I'll just do it. Whatever. It's not a big deal. So, um, and I wasn't like a hundred percent sure of my dates. Like I knew when we conceived, but like when they were asking, like when my last period was and stuff, like I just couldn't remember. I don't know. I could have probably figured it out if I really tried, but I don't know. So I was like, whatever, I'll just do what they're asking me to do. So I did. Um, I went, um, I went to the OB at 17 weeks. They did like a dating scan basically. And, um, I was measuring, I think from, by my dates, I would have been like 18 weeks on Monday, but by their dates, I was like 18 weeks that day. So it was only like four days off or something. Um, so that was good. And yeah, I just got the initial blood work, um, you know, met with my OB and she, 
was just lovely as ever. I love her. She's an awesome doctor. Um, but I didn't say anything about the home birth. I was going back and forth. Like, do I tell her? Do I not tell her? Like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, cause the thing I was worried about is I've heard like horror stories of women being honest with their OBs. Like, actually I'd, I'm going to like have a home birth and then like, you know, having their OB just be rude or negative or try to talk them out of it or, you know, fear monger or like, you know, or completely drop them as a patient. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to lose that relationship with her because I do like her. And if I ever need her for anything else, like I want that door to be left open to where I could go back. Like, you know, if, you know, something happened later in a pregnancy where, I developed some kind of medical issue that I needed to go to an OB, like I would want to be able to go back to her. Um, So it was kind of like, I I hadn't really decided what to do yet, but um, so I had that first appointment with the blood work, everything was fine. Um, And then I went back at 20 weeks for the anatomy scan and I was actually annoyed because I went in to have my anatomy scan and usually if you're having an ultrasound, they call you back to ultrasound first and then you meet with the doctor. But then they like brought me in and did my vitals and like put me in a room. And I was so confused. I was like, I'm supposed to have an ultrasound. Like, why am I being put in the room already? And then my doctor came in and she's like, we are so sorry. We, we, you were supposed to have your ultrasound today and we forgot to put you on the schedule. And I was like, are you (laughs) kidding me? And of course, like I had, you know, I'm like working myself up to like for this appointment to be honest with her and tell her (laughs) I'm having a home birth. And so I've been like anxious about this for days. And then she's like, I was like, well, now I can't tell her. I got to wait till I I have have my ultrasound. (laughs) So they were able to schedule it for like two days later. So it wasn't that bad, but came back the next couple days and had my anatomy scan and, you know, I went to meet with my doctor after and she comes in and she says, um, so your baby was being stubborn and wouldn't lift up their head. So we weren't able to get a good look under their nose and their mouth. And I was like, crap. (laughs) She's like, we'll just rescan you the next time you come in. And I was like, um, (laughs) well, (laughs) um, I was like, actually, I'm not planning on coming back. I, I'm actually having a home birth this time. Um, and so I really, really am not planning on coming back and I'm definitely not having any more ultrasounds. Um, and she just kind of shook her head. Okay. And I, I said, um, I was like, what, like, what, why would you need to see that area of my baby? Like, is it something that like, you know, is really important to look at? And she said, well, that's how we check if they have like a cleft palate or a lip palate, um, And she's like, so that's, you know, why we would want to look at that area. And I was like, okay. So I asked her, you know, what are the risks or the benefits of knowing if my baby has a cleft palate or a lip palate right now? Um, And she said the risk would be that when babies practice their breathing in the womb, they swallow the amniotic fluid and then like pee it out. And she said that with a baby that has a lip palate or a cleft palate, I think maybe more a cleft palate, when they swallow, they don't have the proper like swallowing techniques because they don't have that, you know, that plate in their roof of their mouth. So she said they struggle more with the swallowing and because of that, they're not like peeing it out. So you can end up with more high, like more fluid. I can't remember what the, the medical term for it, polyhyd, 
hydrominosis or something. Um, so she said that would be one of the risks of not knowing now is, you know, you just might end up with extra fluid. And then in that case, it could lead to preterm labor. But, um, I was like, okay, well, I was like, I don't think I'm going to come back and get another scan, but like, I'll think about it and, and decide. And she was like, yep, no problem. And she's like, good luck with your home birth, send pictures. And I hope everything goes well. And I was like, absolutely Aww. shocked because I was like expecting her to like, give me some pushback or try to talk me out of it or something. But she just was so chill and laid back and relaxed about it. She's like, we'll see you for your annual in one year. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, wow, that was really cool that she was so, mm -hmm. um, laid back about it. And, um, so that was a huge weight off my shoulders. Cause Absolutely. I was like, okay, phew, I'm, I'm not getting kicked out <laughs> like, yeah. of, of her practice. So that was good. Um, but yeah, so I called my midwife on the way home from that appointment and I just gave her the update about the ultrasound and the, you know, them not being able to see that area and, you know, what my doctor had said. And, you know, my midwife was like, honestly, she's like, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, she's like cleft palates and lip palates are so rare that, mm -hmm. you know, your baby is probably fine. And if, you know, if it for some reason did have one of those issues, she's like, we'll catch it because if you have that extra fluid, you're going to measure like a head. Right. And she said, well, we're going to, we'll catch it, you know? And if, if we do notice that later in your pregnancy, you are measuring like really far ahead or something. She's like, at that point you can decide like if you want to go get another ultrasound. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I really didn't want to have more than the two that I had. I already had one more than I even wanted. So, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that was like kind of the only thing that popped up. Um, yeah. The only kind of interesting fact about my pregnancy <laughs> was, you know, being honest with my doctor and, you know, then declining that other scan. But otherwise it was just uneventful. I, you know, I was, had all my aches and pains, you know, my hips, my hips just, oh, when I'm pregnant, I just, I struggle like with sleeping at night, you know, I, I toss and turn back and forth cause this hip gets sore and then I move to the mm -hmm. other one and then that one gets sore and then I move. So that's something I really struggle with. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it went so fast. I think just having two toddlers and homeschooling and just being so busy with life, um, the pregnancy just, it went by so fast and it was, you know, fairly easy. So that was good because especially with, you know, planning a home birth, I think I had this kind of underlying fear that like it wouldn't happen. Um, for some reason, like I just kept feeling like, Oh, what if something comes up and then I have to like go to the hospital or I wasn't necessarily worried of like an emergency happening. It was more of like, you know, I'm going to develop preeclampsia or <laughs> like cholestasis or something stupid. I've never had either of those, but like, yeah, it was just dumb. Like I had this weird, like low, like small, it wasn't like I was up at night worrying about it. It was just in the back of my mind, like, Oh, like what if it doesn't happen? And I think it was because I just had wanted it for so long. And it was right. like, you know, the anticipation has been building for, you know, years. And then it was like, I was so worried it was just going to get snatched away. And, yes. um, but spoiler alert, it didn't. So it didn't. <laughs> that's good. Um, so uh, yeah. this was your first pregnancy with a home birth midwife. I'd love to yes. hear your thoughts on 
like just your perspective and how it differed from your conventional care in your other pregnancies? Yeah. Um, so obviously with OB care, um, you just go in and they do the blood pressure and the urine, ask you the couple questions. And then, you know, you see the doctor, they listen to the heartbeat and, you know, my doctor is, she, if I had questions, she would literally just kind of like pull up a chair and be like, okay, like, and, and chat with me. I didn't ever feel like she was rushing me out. Like I know a lot of times that kind of happens with OB care. Um, so I did appreciate that about my doctor, but it was still, you know, just kind of a 15 minute quick in and out type thing. Well, besides you waited 45 minutes to even be called in, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Um, but one thing I loved about, you know, meeting with my midwife was, um, I would go to her house and we would just hang out and, you know, she did do the blood pressure and the urinalysis, um, strips. And then like, otherwise, you know, we just chatted and a lot of times she would just ask me like about my podcast and, you know, what's going on in my life. And, um, you know, it, it was always just kind of more chatting, like about other things. And, you know, she really made sure that I was informed with, you know, mm-hmm. like just different, I don't know, things like, like, uh, like say like vitamin K or something like, is that something you want to do? Is it not? Cause here's the information about it. You know, if you want to do it, like this is how you can get it, you know? So it was cool because it was, it felt like it was just really like, I felt really like informed about things. Um, and it felt like I was just like meeting with a friend. Like it was, yeah, just, just really laid back and relaxed. And I didn't feel like I, like I enjoyed going, you know, it was like whenever I'd have doctor's appointments, it was like, Oh, I have to go to the doctors again. But no, I did love, love those prenatal visits of just going and, you know, chatting with her. And, um, I mean, it's just like what everybody else says. It's, it's just, you feel more cared for. Um, Mm -hmm. you feel like heard, um, you feel more informed. Um, that was one thing that she always just really wanted to encourage me to, you know, keep my nutrition like really good. And, you know, she told me about different supplements that I could take, um, like alfalfa. She said, you know, like one of the things with home birth, is like, you want to make sure that you don't hemorrhage. And she was saying like, with you, when you take alfalfa, it's something that like kind of builds your blood and it reduces the risk of hemorrhage. So it was something that like, I just, even though I've never had hemorrhage, it was just something natural and really Mm -hmm. good for you that I could take, um, throughout my pregnancy. So yeah, she encouraged me to, you know, take that and vitamin C and drink red raspberry leaf tea and, you know, the, just the good things that really just help to nourish your body for, you know, the most optimal healthy pregnancy that you can have. So yeah, I did love that because that's not really something that, you know, the medical system does as far as, you know, so that was cool. Um, that is and then I love that. Oh, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> One thing I loved about midwifery was um, just the preemptive, proactive approach. Like yes. we are going to solve the problem before it becomes a problem. And mm-hmm. a lot of, of just being healthy is that way too. Like the choices we make today affect tomorrow. 
And that proactive approach keeps you from having to do a lot of those interventions and things later on down the yes. road. So yep. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. That was one thing I did love, love about it too, was, you know, just, just making sure that, that I was doing the things that I could do to really just make sure that I, um, you know, was as healthy as I could be because, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, and, and having that kind of underlying fear of like, this wasn't going to actually happen, mm-hmm. you know, to know that like, okay, well, at least I'm taking these steps and knowing that like, I'm doing everything I can for myself to right. keep myself as healthy as I can be. Um, so then if for some reason something comes up, it's not like, oh man, I should have, you know, you don't, I wouldn't have those regrets or like, what if I had been better about taking this or that or, you know? So, um, yeah, the one thing that she encouraged me to do, which we should all do anyways, is like walk and like try to really be more active. That was one thing I really slacked on because my number one, my hips, just like if I did too much, like up and walking around, like oh my word, it just, I paid for it later. And it was like, it just felt like, (laughs) was it worth it? You know, like, is it worth it for me to just suffer, you know? And I, I really should have gotten chiropractic care. And I know I say this every time I'm pregnant, I'm like, I'm going to go to the chiropractor. And I, all of a sudden it's (laughs) like, oh, I'm 37 weeks. And why didn't I go to the chiropractor? (laughs) So stupid. Um, so yeah, that was one thing that the two things that I didn't really do that I, I probably should have done, but, um, but yeah, other than that, it was just as laid back and easy as ever. And the prenatal time was great. Um, yeah, like meeting with her and just chatting and learning and yeah, you know, it's like me being, she knows, you know, that I'm passionate about birth and like a birth nerd. So it was fun because, you know, we would sit and chat about, you know, the podcast and, you know, she would tell me about, you know, different women she was, had served or different stories, you know, for her. So that was cool too. Yeah. So it was always fun to go meet with her. (laughs) Yeah. And I was there for your last home visit with her. She actually came to your house Mm -hmm. and, um, went through, pretty much all the last minute birth details and what to do in case there would be some reason that you'd have to be transported and stuff. And I was so impressed by her. It was a two hour visit, right? And she Mm -hmm. was so very thorough, like even questions that you wouldn't even have known that you had, she answered before you could ask them. And so I was so impressed with that. And I was very privileged to be able to be there and meet her and, experience that with you guys. Do you have anything from that visit that kind of stands out in your head? Um, kind of, but before I say that, I'm going to just tell everyone listening. Um, so Stephanie, um, we had kind of asked her, I I asked her, I think when, with my first pregnancy, maybe I, the one I lost, I can't remember, but I did ask way early on, um, if she would be interested in maybe coming, and being, you know, kind of part of the birth team to kind of take care of my kids. Cause initially I had kind of thought that I would like to have at least my girls, um, in the room when I had the baby. And I was thinking, depending on when the labor, when I'm laboring and everything, I would need someone there to, you know, 
help with the kids and stuff. And I wanted someone that I would feel comfortable with, you know, coming into the room as I was giving birth, you know, with my kids and whatever. Um, so the plan kind of was, you know, to have you there, um, with my kids and then take the Mm -hmm. girls in the room when the baby was being born. And then like, if one of them, you know, needed to leave or wanted to leave or whatever, just to have you there to, to kind of help with them. Um, yes. Yep. So that was kind of the plan. Um, you know, Stephanie is a home birth mama too. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just someone that I just feel really comfortable with and someone that I felt like, you know, I'm very picky and, and private (laughs) with who I would like allow in my birth space. Um, so it says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I could totally feel comfortable with having Stephanie there. Um, yeah. So I just knew that she would be someone that I would want, you know, on our birth team if, if I needed, um, but yeah, so that's why you were there. Um, cause the midwife right. wanted, you know, anyone who was going to be at the birth, be present at the birth to be there for that home visit. Um, so yeah, Stephanie was there and, um, no, I did. I, I loved that home visit that she just went over every little thing, like you said. Um, and you know, she really like, I think kind of with home birth, you kind of think like, I mean, it's not something I dwell on because I know that it's safe. And I know that, um, the, the chances of having something really go wrong or a real emergency arise is very rare, you know, um, you know, with, with her, she said, if she does have to do a hospital transfer, like 90% of the time, it's just because the mom is tired and she needs epidural. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, a majority of the time, that's why they're heading to the hospital. It's very, very rarely because there's a major issue emergency going wrong, you know? Um, so, but she did, she just went over all of that. Like, you know, she showed me like what she uses if a resuscitation had to happen. Um, you know, she explained what would happen if, you know, I was hemorrhaging, you know, how she knows if there's a hemorrhage by the color of the water, if, you know, you're in the water or, um, you know, how she handles that. And, you know, she just went over a couple different scenarios, um, that, you know, could happen, um, and how we would deal with them in the, those moments, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. And I know, I know Scott appreciated that because oh, yeah. he, was probably a little bit more, um, like, you know, what if something goes wrong type of thing? Um, but yeah. And then we just showed her, you know, our house and where the birth space was going to be set up. And, um, she went through my birth kit with me that I had ordered, um, and made sure, you know, we had everything and, um, yeah, it was, it was just a really laid back visit and it was good because then it was like, we know we planned, um, if we did have to do a hospital transfer, like, where are we going to go? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we have a hospital, like, you know, less than 10 minutes away. Um, so we said, you know, if that's a true, if we're having a true emergency, we're obviously heading there. Um, and if we were having an issue where like, it wasn't a true emergency, she preferred a different hospital, which I was okay with. Um, so we went over that and, you know, she talked to Scott about, you know, if in the chances that we had to call an ambulance, like this is what, you know, you're going to say to the ambulance person. And she gave us a sheet to kind of fill out and, you know, plan ahead for, 
like a potential emergency so that Mm -hmm. in the moment we weren't like scrambling and like, what do we do? What do we say? You know? So I thought that was cool to kind of be Mm -hmm. proactive about that. Um, and she had, you know, told me to install the car seat in the car just in case, um, Mm -hmm. we had like a postpartum transfer or something. And then she had also told us to pack like a little go bag just in case. And (laughs) we totally forgot to do that. (laughs) It's a good thing we didn't need it (laughs) because we wouldn't have had it. (laughs) But yeah, no, that was that. I loved that visit. It was good Um, to just kind of go over all the things, like you said, we hadn't even thought of or wouldn't have even thought to ask Mm -hmm. um, to kind of, you know, already have all that stuff in place and a plan in place if we needed it. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was good to, to have all of that, you know, not that I was worrying about it, but just to know that, okay, like, yep, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle it. And yeah, so that was good to kind of have that plan in place. Information is power too, because it takes away some of the fears, like the what Mm -hmm. ifs get silenced when you know, okay, we already have a plan in place. You know, those what ifs will be taken care of by this, this, and this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's in everyone's best interest for mommy and baby to have a good experience. So I think it, I think it was very beautiful. She was very competent from what I can tell and very mm-hmm. professional and sweet. And um, I love with midwifery, you get that, that motherly touch. Yeah. It's not cold and sterile, you know, it's just. Yeah, just like, you know, your mom coming in there and like, okay, you know, this is what we're going to do and mm-hmm. this is what I need and do you like this? Yeah. Do you like that? And like mm-hmm. it's a conversation, it's not a dictation and it, it was yep. just it was beautiful. And I was so privileged yeah. to be a part of that and the birth later on. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I love that too. Um that it just felt like yeah, just ve- like very nurturing and um mm-hmm. Yeah, like a friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was just very, very comfortable. Like, you know, just, just, it didn't, yeah, like you said, not a sterile, cold environment. Just really, yeah, really warm and, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Such a difference. So, yeah. not long after that home visit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprise. Surprisingly, <laughs> some things started happening. So, you want to fill us in on that? Yeah. Um, so let's see, I don't, did we have the home visit like the week before I went into labor? Cause I think it only was, a week, I think because yeah, we had because... the home visit and I put it on my schedule to start kind of being available for you like a week and a half later. Like I wasn't even in that window. I was going to give you a week yeah. and on either side <laughs> of your due date and we weren't even quite in that window yet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I had him at 38 and four four, I believe. So I was a couple days shy of 39 weeks, which was absolutely a shock to me because, you know, my, my other son did come at 39 and six. I think he was three days. No, his due date was the 21st and I had him on the 18th. So it was a couple days early, but I thought that was just a total freak thing. Okay. <laughs> like that was never going to happen again. I don't have babies early. I have them, you know, around their due date or afterwards. Um, so yeah, that was, yeah, a shock, (laughs) um, to have that, that happen. So, um, let's see, I, it was Wednesday night, I believe, um, Wednesday night, I, (laughs) 
my my baby started crying and I could hear him on the monitor. I call him my baby, my almost two year old at the time. Um, he started crying and I normally if he cries, like I'll, I'll wait a couple minutes and then like go check on him. And he kind of, because Brightlin and Finn share a room, the two and three year old share a room. I was like, Oh, I don't want him to wake her up. So I went to check on him and I noticed Brightlin was not in her bed. And I was like, this is really weird. Um, I, kind of ignored Finn, Finn's crying and went to go find her. I looked in the bathroom. I looked in our room. I looked everywhere. And I finally started panicking and woke up Scott. And I said, Brightlin is not in her bed and I cannot find her anywhere. So Scott (laughs) and I are running around the house looking for her and like, we can't find her. And so we're start like turning on lights and we're like panicking. And of course my mind is like, someone broke into our house and snatched my baby. (laughs) Like what in the world? And finally I found her. She had fallen. She must have sleptwalked and she like laid down on a blanket in like our little laundry area in front of the cupboard. And I was like, Oh my word. Like we, we kept walking (laughs) past her because she was like kind of off to the side. And all of a sudden she like stood up and she was clearly like sleeping. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Brightland, like, what are you doing? So Scott and I got both the babies back to sleep. We came and laid down, and so this time it's like 1245, 1 o'clock, and we're, I'm trying to go back to sleep, and all of a sudden I had a contraction, and I was like, no, that wasn't <laughs> what I thought it was. Like, no. So I just tried to go to sleep, and then like probably 15 minutes later I had another one, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So... Of course, now my antennas are up and I'm like, there's no way this is, this is not happening. So I, um, (laughs) I wait and sure enough, I have another one. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually going into labor. This is crazy. So I, you know, at this point now I'm like, there's no way I'm going to fall asleep. And so I kind of tossed and turned for a while and I finally got up and I was like, okay, is this labor? Like, what do I do? And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go on my birth ball. But because I wasn't having a baby for another two weeks, so my birth ball wasn't blown up. And I was like, oh, "Oh, shoot. (laughs) So I was like, I'll just blow it up. But then I couldn't find the hand pump and I was like, okay, forget it. Okay. I guess I'm not doing that. So I just went and laid back in bed and I just tossed and turned and every 15 minutes or so I would have another contraction and I was like, I cannot believe this. This is so crazy. And finally around 4 a.m. I think they, they completely stopped and I was able to finally fall asleep. But um, I woke or when I woke up that the next morning, Thursday morning, I told Scott, I was like, I was having contractions from one to four last night. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. Um, we still had a ton of stuff to do to prepare for the birth. And I was like, it's probably just like prodromal labor, even though I've never had prodromal labor before. I was like, the fact that it, you know, didn't progress and fizzled out is probably mm-hmm. a good sign that, you know, it wasn't the real thing. So um, I think when I had woke up in the morning, I maybe had one contraction and then it was like nothing. So we had a list of things we needed to still get, you know, we had ordered our birth kit online and that came with all of like the, you know, the chucks pads and the cord clamp and, you know, the whatever else, um, we were going to need, you know, the, the pool liner and, 
you know, all the, the basic stuff, but then we still had like a list of other things from the midwife, um, that we needed like, um, a tarp to put under the pool and we needed towels and, um, you know, she had asked that we provide like a snack for the birth team. And, you know, it was just like different, like little things that we just hadn't gotten yet. And, um, so we were like, okay, we need to get this stuff now, like today, because even if it wasn't the real thing, you know, I could still have two weeks, but if it was like things are amping up, then we need to be ready. So that really like put the fire under our butts to get things going, um, and prepare. So like we had to still put the car seat in the, the car and, you know, do all the other things. So Scott, ran around town for me and, you know, got all the things that we needed on the list. Um, and I needed to clean my house because, um, I, it just wasn't where I wanted it to be if I was going to be having a baby. (laughs) So I spent all day cleaning, um, like cleaning my bathrooms and just, you know, picking up and making sure that if this was the real thing, I felt like I had a clean house. Um, so, all day long. I don't think, I don't think I had any contractions the whole day. Um, you know, I, we did school with Ellie and then did all my cleaning and everything. And, um, yeah, by the end of the day. So I think, you know, dinner time I made dinner. Um, and then Scott had worship practice. It was my week off. So, you know, I sing every other week. So, um, every other week I go to worship practice. So this was my off week. But Scott was like, you know what, I'll take the kids and you can finish up what you need to finish up. And then, um, hopefully you can rest since, you know, they say like, oh, if you think labor's coming, rest. And I definitely was not resting because I had too much to prepare. All the things. Yes. So I think I was like finishing up laundry and whatever else. And, um, then Scott got home around like 830 And it was like, as soon as he got home, I had another contraction and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is, is this going to like be one of those things? Like I hear stories of women that they like are fine all day. And then as soon as it's evening, Mm -hmm. they have prodromal labor all night and then morning time it fizzles out. And I was like, please don't let that be like the case for me. Like (laughs) I can't do another night of like being up all night and So we got the kids their bedtime snack. And as, you know, I was, you know, hanging out with them right before they all went to bed, I had another one and I was like, okay. Um, and these weren't like little tiny, like period cramps. These were like, like even the night before, like these were like, they hurt. They were, they were intense. And I was like, man, if this is like prodromal labor and it's like already feeling intense, like what am I thinking? I'm not going to be able to have a home birth. (laughs) Like what in the world? Like I, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle that if like beginning labor is already painful. So, um, yeah, anyways, we got the kids to bed. Um, we, I finished up whatever I was finishing up and we went and laid in bed and like, sure enough, I started having them like, I don't know. I wasn't timing them at this point, but I would say maybe 15 minutes again, it was like, okay, there's another one. And then a while later it was like, okay, there's another one. Um, so that was something that I was just like, okay, like I, 
I just, I just didn't know. I felt so like, um, unsure if this was going to be the real thing or not. And, you know, especially what happened the night before. So we finally decided to go to sleep around 11 and, um, sure enough, (laughs) they started coming and I was just like, oh my word, I don't know if this is the real thing or not. And I, you know, I laid in bed for a few and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do my trusty bath trick. Like I'm going to go get in the bath and if they stop, then I'll know this is fake and if, or like slow down or if they pick up, then maybe this is it. So I did, I went and I got a candle and I lit my candle and I just laid in the bath and I had told the midwife, you know, earlier that day, like, okay, so this happened last night. I was contracting from one to 4am so far. Nothing else is happening, but I just want to let you know, like this might happen soon. And she said, okay. Like she just let me know, you know, when your contractions are five minutes apart, lasting one minute for one hour, let me know. And I said, okay. So I got in the bath and, um, they started like actually coming more into a pattern and I was like, okay, they're getting closer together. They were starting to be like seven minutes apart. And I was like, okay, so maybe this, you know, they seem like they're progressed a little bit. Um, and I think by the time I was done with the bath, I was maybe in there for an hour or so they were about like five minutes apart. They were maybe 45 seconds lasting 45 seconds. Um, but I was like, okay, maybe this is the real thing. But I was not so sure, obviously, because my body played tricks on me the day before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so then I, I got out of the bath, I went and I was like, I need to try to get some sleep. Like if, like, I can't do another night of being awake all night. So I went and laid down. And then it was like that same thing that happened with Finn's birth was every time I laid on my side, they started coming like stronger and more frequent. And I was just like, Oh no. (laughs) So I was like, I hope this baby isn't in the wrong position, but I wasn't having back labor. So that was a good sign that I didn't think the baby was in a bad position. Um, but yeah, so I decided to get up. I got on the ball for a little bit. Um, and that didn't really feel great. So then I just kind of was like, what do I do? I like sat in bed. I kind of walked around and by this time they started actually like getting intense. Like they were pretty, pretty strong and you know, they were still every five to seven minutes apart, but they were lasting about a minute. And I started feeling like every time I laid down on my side, I would have a contraction and it was just like. I just wanted to crawl out of my skin. Like, mm-hmm. and like, I was just like, wanted to escape. It was horrible. Like just so painful. And like, just, I could, I was like, I can't do this. Like, what am I thinking? <laughs> like, like, oh my word, I don't know what to do. And I started feeling like I needed Scott. Like I needed his touch. Like I needed like his support. And so I woke him up and I was like, I'm having contractions again. I'm like, I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't, know if this is the real thing or not. And he's like, well, what did the midwife say? And so I told him and he's like, well, if that's what she said and you know, that's what you're experiencing, then you should call her. And I was like, I don't want to bother her. Like it's three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Like, you know, I just, and he's like, babe, like we're paying her to, 
to be on call. And he's like, if you think that this is labor, like you need to let her know. And I'm like, I know, but like, I just wasn't convinced. I was like, it's going to fizzle out. It's going to stop, you know, in the morning. So it's like, I don't want to bug her if this is fake, you know? (laughs) And, um, he was like, well, okay. He just, he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like if I think that you need to call her. And I was like, you know, I'll just wait a little longer. So, um, he, he was up with me for a little while during the contractions and it just felt good to have him be awake with me. (laughs) Like, sorry. (laughs) Um, but I just, I don't know. I just needed him. And, um, finally he was like, why don't you go try, take another bath? Or no, no, that, that wasn't, that didn't happen yet. He, he then convinced me that I needed to call her and I was like, okay, I'll call her, I guess. Cause I was in my mind, I was like, you know what? I think if we were going to the hospital, I would be saying, let's go. Like, so if I'm feeling like if I'm at the point where I would head to the hospital, then maybe I should call the midwife. Yeah. So yeah. I did. I, I called her. Um, it was like 345 and she answered and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know if I should even be calling you. Um, I was like, but my contractions have been like five to seven minutes apart for a few hours. Like it hadn't just been for an hour. It was a few hours. Um, I was like, the thing that's throwing me off is they don't seem like they're getting closer together, but they are absolutely painful, like really intense and strong and they are lasting a minute. So I'm like, I don't know like if this is warrants you coming or not. And she said, okay. She said, I'll get up and I'll start gathering my things. She said, call me back in about an hour, hour and a half and let me know if things are progressing. And I said, okay, that sounds good. It's whatever. That sounds like a good plan. So I got off the phone with her and, um, I know I definitely had at least one contraction while I was on the phone with her. Cause I, at this point I had already started having to like moan through them. I, I did the same thing that I did with Finney, like that low, like moaning noise. Every time I had a contraction, it just, I don't know. It's like, for me, it just like brings like it's just like the best way for me to cope, which is funny because mm-hmm. I feel like I would be more like shy and not want to like make noise. Mm-hmm. But, but it absolutely was like the thing that I like need, like it, it helped me so much with Finn's birth. So I just went right back to it again. And that's just what helps me cope through contractions. And, um, so I got off the phone with her and I told Scott what she said and he said, okay, He's like, why don't you try take another bath? He's like, see if that will help you relax and, you know, then like whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. That sounds like a good plan. So, um, I told him to try to go back to sleep because I needed him to get rest. And, um, I went back in the bath and I got in there and sure enough, they started slowing down. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) I was like, now it's like 4 a.m. Yep. I was like, it's 4 a.m. And sure enough, they're actually going to stop. Like, I could not believe it. I was like, my body is like failing me and tricking me. (laughs) It's like not cool. So I, I tried like hands and knees in the bath. Um, like rocking back and forth during contractions. Cause that's what my doctor had had me do with Finn. And I was like, okay, if baby's in a weird position, maybe this will help. So I, I tried that for a little while. Um, I tried laying on my side in the bath, um, just different positions just to see if it would help like pick things up or whatever, but they still just stayed about five to seven minutes apart. And so, um, 
but I mean, then they started slowing down that second time in the bath. I had tried all those positions before. Um, so I was in the bath and they started getting to where they were like nine minutes apart. And I was like, oh my word. So they were pretty spaced out and the sun was starting to come up. It was about five, five thirty ish. And I texted the midwife and I said, um, I was like, they're spacing out. <laughs> I was like, I, I have a feeling they're going to stop. I'm going to lay down and try to get some sleep while they're spacing out. Maybe I can sleep in between them. And she said, sounds good. Let me know if you need me. And I was like, okay. So I laid down and it was like that same thing. Every time I laid in that, like on my side in my bed, it triggered them. And I was like, okay, they started picking up again. And I was like, okay, this is (laughs) stupid. So I got up, I texted her again. I said, every time I lay on my side, they start picking up again. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And she just basically said like, well, you don't want contractions that are just tiring you out. You want to make sure that, you know, they're working and like, you know, doing something. And she's like, maybe just try, you know, like the ball or get in the shower or, you know, just try, try a couple different things and just see if that helps. And I was like, okay. So I tried getting on the ball again and I hated it. Um, so I just kind of started walking around and by this time, a couple of more hours had passed. It's so weird when you're in labor, how time just, I don't even know where it goes. It's bizarre. It's Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden it was like seven o'clock and the kids were up and, you know, I'm moaning through contractions and I'm like thinking, you know what? I don't know. Like, how, like if I'm even in labor, (laughs) I don't know if this is like actually happening. I'm like, and if I'm like this noisy already, I'm like, I can't have my kids around here all day, like listening to me. (laughs) I mean like, (laughs) so I was like, I, at that point I told Scott, I'm like, you know what? Just bring the kids to your mom and dad's. Um, like we'll just, we'll figure it out. If the girls are meant to be there, we can somehow get them here in time. But otherwise, like, let's just we need to get rid of the kids. And he said, okay. And so I went out and I had a couple contractions out in the living room and it was so cute because Finney, you know, he's two or he was almost two. And every time I had a contraction, you know, I'd close my eyes and I would do my low deep moaning and he'd look at me with his sweet little face and go, a tay? Like, are you okay? It was so cute. I was like, oh, you're so sweet. And then, um, I was out there for a little while and then I went back in my bed and, you know, every time I had a contraction, I did my, my noises and the kids were kind of just looking at me. Brightland came in at some point and she started having a meltdown about something. And I was like, I can't deal with her. Like I was having a contraction and I was like, Scott, I can't deal with her. And he was like, he comes running across the house and he, he got her and it was like, yeah, there's no way. Nope. I can't do that with them here. (laughs) So, um, he planned on bringing them to his parents. I think it was probably like eight something by this point. And I just, even the thought of him leaving to bring the kids to his mom and dad's, I was like, felt panicky. Like I can't have him leave. Like I need him here. Like I just like, I don't know. I just want him there like the whole time. I don't want him to leave me. (laughs) And, um, so at this point I, I texted the midwife. We were supposed to have a prenatal appointment at 10 and at her house. And I texted her and I said, I think things have picked up again. Um, and like whatever. So she said, you know what, instead of you coming here, obviously you're not going to be coming up here when you're in labor. 
um, or having contractions because I still didn't think I was in labor. (laughs) Um, She said, I'll head there. She said, I'll check on you. We'll see, you know, if this seems like it's the real thing, then, you know, I'll be there. But if not, then we can just do your prenatal visit and I'll head home. And I said, cool, sounds perfect. Like, that sounds like a great idea. So I texted you then and told you, gave you the update about the kids not being here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that we did end up sending them, you know, to Ray and Teresa's. And um, I was like, but, you know, if you still want to come, like, be kind of part of the birth team and, you know, be here um, to kind of help or whatever, like, I would totally love to have you, um, like, that I have no problem. Like if you were excited about being out of birth, like feel free yes. to come, you know? And, and I was. So you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you said you were going to come later and you offered to then take pictures. Cause that was one thing that I was so sad about not being able to have a birth photographer. Um, so I was like, well, at least if we have pictures, you know, a, a free set of hands where they can, where you can snap pictures even on the phone or whatever, like that would be awesome to even have that because, Like, the midwife and her assistant said that they can, you know, take some pictures, but they're going to be more busy. Yes. So knowing that I was going to have an extra body in the house that could do that, I was like, yes, like, I'm so glad you're coming. (laughs) (laughs) So that was cool. Um, I was excited about that. Um, But, yeah, so Scott ran the kids to his mom and dad's, and he took forever to get back. And I was like, what is taking him so long? And I kept, we have an app where like we can see each other's location. And I kept looking at the app, like, like, where are you? Why are you not home? <laughs> he was at the church and I'm like, why are you at the church? You better not be doing work. Like, <laughs> You better be coming home. But he had stopped at the church to grab the video camera that they use um, at the church or whatever. Cause that was one thing I wanted my birth videoed. Um, mm-hmm. So he was stopping to get that equipment and, you know, uh, Mr. My husband is Mr. Technical and, you know, I just was like, we can set up an iPhone on a tripod. That'd be great. But he wanted like the nice camera and he even got like a special light to bring. (laughs) He's like, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. I'm like, okay, whatever. So he's, he did all this like all this footage and he's going to edit it and put it together and like a little video. So that will be cool to have when he does it. But, um, but yeah, so anyways, um, midwife got here and I saw her pull up and I was like, I wasn't having a contraction. So I was like, okay, I just have to make it to the door. So obviously she could have walked right in. She she probably would have, but like I walked across the house and I opened the door and I got there just in time. I opened the door and I started feeling a contraction coming on. And I was like, oh, okay. So I like went over and I leaned up against the table and just kind of swayed through the contraction. And she, she got, walked in right as I was kind of finishing that contraction up. And she said, oh, that sounded like a good one. And I was like, yeah, it felt like a good one. And um, so she asked for an update and I just said, you know, they're still like five to seven minutes apart by this time they had kind of picked up again. I was like, they're, but they're not like, they're obviously really painful, but they're not like getting closer together. I'm like, I don't know if I'm in labor. And she goes, Oh, you're in labor. (laughs) She's like, we're having a baby today. And I was like, really? (laughs) Like, I just didn't believe it. It It's so funny. But, um, but yeah, so she, she did, um, we did the prenatal visit. She did my blood pressure and, 
you know, my pulse and listened to the baby and everything was fine. And she said, okay, so what do you, what would you like? What, what do you want to happen now? And I, I said, well, if I'm having a baby, like we need to set up our room. And, you know, so she went and she, they blew up the pool and they made my bed, you know, they did the, um, layers of the sheets and the shower curtain liner and the chucks pads and everything. Um, they, you know, late, she laid out all her birth stuff. She, you know, set up her little, um, station where if the baby did need any sort of resuscitation, she had a little area where she had her, her little bag and the warmer and whatever. Um, she put a diffuser going with these amazing smelling essential oils going and, um, yeah, she just set up the whole space and like, I walked into my room and I was just like, Oh my gosh, like this is happening. <laughs> like, I can't even believe that like, this is like my birth. Like I'm going to have a home birth. Like I'm going to like, it was just so cool. Like I took a picture of it and sent it to my best friend and I was like, this is happening. Like <laughs> I was so excited. Um, and my mom, at some point I was texting my mom and my sister in our group chat. And I don't remember what we were even saying, but I was like, I'm in labor. Like I'm in real labor. And my mom was like, no, like you can't be in labor. Cause she wasn't coming for another week. And she was like, no, like you can't be. And I was like, yep. I'm like, this is happening. And so a couple hours later, she texted me and she's like, I'm coming. I found a ticket. I'm on my way. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> like she, she just, she ended up finding a really good price for the same day flying out. So she decided to just hop on a plane and come. Um, so yeah, we, she set the, the birth room was all set up and then she, um, the midwife decided to like, obviously like I didn't need her at that point. And, um, so she said, we're going to go get coffee and, you know, just text, we'll be in town, text us if you need us. And I said, okay. And so she left and, um, I, I don't even know if Scott was back at this point, but either way, whatever. I just kind of like walked around my house and went on the birth ball a little bit. Um, I was trying to drink a lot because I wanted to make sure that I was really being hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was peeing a lot, like I had to go to the bathroom constantly. And every time I sat on the toilet, I would just have a major, just killer contraction. Like they, those toilet contractions are no joke. Yeah. <laughs> like they were <laughs> intense. Um, so yeah, just kind of wandered around my house and then you got there and, um, I chatted with you and Scott for a little bit and then went, came back in my room and, um, then I was like, I, I just like had it in my mind that I wanted to have a burger. Like <laughs> I just felt like I wanted to have a burger so bad. Like I had already had a grilled cheese sandwich and soup like a couple hours earlier, but then for some reason I just had it in my mind. Like I need to have like a big juicy burger. And <laughs> even you had been like, do you, you don't think that'll be like a little too heavy? And I was like, nope, that's what I want. <laughs> so then you went and got us lunch and um, even Wendy had mentioned like, um, are you sure a burger is a great idea? <laughs> like, just remember whatever you eat, it might come back up later. And I was like, I've never thrown up in labor. So I was like, not too worried about it, but yeah. So I was like, no, no, that burger, I just, for some reason I needed that burger. So 
Thank well, you for going and getting that for me. <laughs> that burger kind of signaled your transition, so I think it was necessary. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I guess, like, my body just needed, like, a big amount of protein. It was like, uh-huh. no, we're doing this. Like, yeah, yeah, so that was actually kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, so then they were out, and they, you know, went and had coffee and lunch, and they stopped back in at one point to just check on the heartbeat, and that was good. And then they left again. And um, I actually really loved that because that was like what I wanted was to to feel like I always say like uh, like one day maybe I'll have a free birth. But I felt like it was like the best of both worlds. Like mm-hmm. having that totally just like undisturbed laboring process while still having, you know, that support if and when I needed it, you know? So it was awesome. Like, I loved that. Like, I loved that they just, like, were like, okay, like, let us know when you need us. And that was 100% what I wanted and what I had envisioned. And, um, yeah, so I just enjoyed that, like, just laboring, like, kind of by myself and, you know, with Scott or whatever. Um, Oh, and then it was right after lunch where I was like, I need a nap. Like, I'm so Mm -hmm. tired and exhausted so that's when I went and laid down on the couch and I was like, just determined, like I need to sleep somehow. And I actually was able to doze off. And that was that like weird time when my contractions, like, I think, did I only have like two contractions during that 30 minutes? Like, yeah, you had was, a little break. It, it was like your yeah, body was, knew that they, that you yeah. needed to recharge your batteries a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really really cool because like you said, it was like my body knew I needed just some rest and it gave me that. And, um, I remember I, I had kind of dozed off. I know I dozed off cause I was having a dream and then I had a contraction that, you know, woke me up and it was like shortly after that, that they came back. Right. I think mm-hmm. they pretty much walked in as I was kind of waking up and, yep. She checked on baby again. Everything was good. Um, And then I think at that point I went in my room. And I think this is when I started feeling like I don't think I can do this. Like Mm -hmm. I can't do this. And because I was having that thought, I was like, I wonder if I could be close. Like, could this be transition? Like, I don't know. I know they say like when you start feeling like you can't do it anymore, that's when transition is happening. Um, so I was kind of like, maybe this is it. Like maybe, maybe transition is upon us. So that's when I told Scott, I'm like, can you please ask her like when I can get in the pool? Like, I just felt like I needed some kind of relief. Like I couldn't do this anymore. And she said that, I think she said like, that's like a good sign that I was asking for that. Like that's usually when mamas start feeling like they need that is usually when they do need it. When and it's, it's time, you know, yes. Yeah, getting well, close. From my perspective, right on that time frame, after you ate and had your nap, you went from lighthearted, conversing, like telling stories about your other births to like down to business. Like there was definitely a very big change just in mm. that like one hour period that, you know, weren't sure. We knew birth was inevitable, but it went from that to very distinct change as far as you were just, you were down to business and this is happening and you almost couldn't 
uh, like you didn't have the mental space for extra conversations and things. It just, it got serious mm. really quick there. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool to hear you say that. Cause it, it like to hear your perspective of it. Cause I kind of just like, obviously I know that happened, but like it, it was, yeah, I don't know. I don't like really remember like ha- feeling like a huge shift until like I was in my bedroom and then thinking that like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool. But I yeah, so then Scott went and asked and they said, "Yep, start filling up the tub." And I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm so excited. I'm getting in the tub." Like and that's one thing I kind of felt panicky about. I was like, "What if all of a sudden like the baby just comes and I miss out on my water birth? Like <laughs> I just want this tub to be filled." Um so yeah, they started filling the tub and um Let's see. At that point, I just was sitting on my birth ball, just kind of, or no, maybe I wasn't on the birth ball. It doesn't matter. But I, I was ready. I was so ready to get in that water. And, um, I, (laughs) once it was filled, I, she, you know, she said, okay, you need to get undressed and, um, you can get in or whatever. And I had to pee again. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run to the bathroom and then I'll get back and I'll get in the water. And, so I went and I was like thinking I need to hurry up and pee and get off the toilet before I have one of those horrible toilet oh. contractions. Like it was like every single time I just, oh, it was the worst. And I went and I had just almost made it and then it came and I was like, oh, dang it. So I was stuck. And um, as the contraction faded out, I heard plop and I was like, oh something just fell out of me. (laughs) I was like, what was that? And, oh, I forgot to mention while they were, um, the midwife was out like in town. Um, at some point I started having, I went to the bathroom and I had bloody show and I was like, yes, like this was my sign that this was really happening. (laughs) I was like, I texted her. Yeah. I was like, I texted her. I was like, I have bloody show. And she's like, okay, cool. Awesome. So yeah. So I had already started losing my mucus plug, um, for a little while before that. But, um, so then I heard that plop and I was like, I looked down and there was nothing in the toilet. And I was like expecting to see like mucus or something. And I was like, oh, and then I stood up and I felt a trickle down my legs and I was like, oh my gosh, my water broke. And I've never had my water break, like just during labor before. Um, twice I've had it broken by the doctors and the last birth, um, it broke when he was coming out, like he was coming out in the water mm-hmm. bag and then it busted like as he was coming out. Gotcha. Um, so this is the first time my water has ever broken. And so then again, I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is, this is happening. Like I'm having a baby. <laughs> it has to happen now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I got in the pool and I was very disappointed because <laughs> the water was like I think at that point it was it was like lukewarm um and I thought oh no this is not at all what I had in mind <laughs> so Scott boil water as fast as they can boil uh, yes. bail out cold water as fast as they can bail mm-hmm. it and oh my goodness I felt horrible yeah. uh, it was fine like <laughs> I you know like I, for some reason I just did not at all like expect that that could happen like you know I was just thinking I'm finally getting into this you know, I'm gonna get in this warm you know birth pool and it was not 
at all what I had had thought in mind. And then I got worried because I was like, oh, shoot. Like, because I know it needs to be at a certain temperature because, you know, obviously you can't have your baby born into like this, you know, 150 right. degree water. Like you need it to be, you know, a certain temperature. But um, I didn't realize that it was like well under what it should have been. So right. that was a relief knowing that, okay, it was going to get warmed up. <laughs> I just had to wait <laughs> a little bit. Um so, yeah, that was that was the what, only thing that I was like, oh, crap, this is not going to work. <laughs> what had happened uh, is we were busy filling the tub and doing other things, and the hot water heater had run out of hot water. Mm. So without us knowing it, it had filled up with hot water, but then started filling up with cold water as well mm-hmm. because the, tub, yeah. the birth pool was so deep. So, of course, in retrospect, we would have checked the hose regularly, but, you know, this was this was the first time for me filling a birth pool, and I'm pretty sure yeah. it was for Scott as well. So, yeah. we mm-hmm. know now, you know, yeah. check the water regularly. <laughs> yep. Anyway. But you guys, you guys got it up to temp, like, pretty quick. It wasn't, it. I mean, it maybe maybe in real time it was maybe 30 minutes, but for me it didn't feel that long. Like, okay. it felt well, like... Good. That makes me feel yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, and, and every time you guys dumped another pot of that boiling water into the water, it was just like, oh, yes, thank you, Lord. Like, this is more <laughs> like it. it. Just, yeah, so once it did get up to the proper temperature, it was amazing. I was like, this is exactly what I envisioned and what I need. Like, yes, good. this is it. Um, so in my mind, whenever I imagined my birth, you know, I saw myself in my birth pool at the end of my bed. I saw myself, you know, sitting like leaned back and my dream was to catch my own baby. That was like the one thing, like, I just want to catch my own baby. And as soon as I got in the birth pool, I tried to like sit in that laid back leaning position I had one contraction and I was like, nope, this is not happening. Like, there's no way I can labor that way. Like, nope. So at that point, I kind of surrendered in my mind that I was going to catch the baby because I was like, I don't think I'm like, I'm not going to be able to be like that. And I was like, if thinking if I have to be like leaning over the tub or something, like there's no way I'm going to be able to like to do it or whatever. So at that point, I kind of surrendered that that idea and that vision. And that was one thing that, that the midwife had talked to us about was she said, ideally, she said, I want you. And I I hope, you know, she said, you should catch your own baby. She said, if for some reason you cannot, then really Scott should be the one to catch the baby. She said, I really don't want to catch unless I have to. And I was like, perfect. That's exactly, you know, what I would have in mind too. 100%. And, um, So every time, so what worked for me was to be up on my knees and then every time I had a contraction, I kind of like pulled myself towards the edge of the pool, kind of like, imagine like if you were kneeling at your bed praying, kind of like, you know, just, I wasn't necessarily like super leaned over. I don't think maybe I was, but like, I felt like I was more up. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. You weren't like super leaned over, but you were more on all fours, but. Yet your elbows were propped on the side of the pool. Yeah. 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 So that's what felt best, um, like laboring in the pool. And 
I think as soon as I got in the pool, and this is where it's really fuzzy. Like, I don't, I don't even really remember as far as time and whatever, but like, it felt like things picked up almost immediately. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was having the contractions right on top of each other, one after another, um, like almost as soon as I got in there, which I was grateful for before I got in the pool. Um, we did have a conversation, um, she asked me if, if I would like her to check me and I hadn't had any checks, you know, and I didn't want any checks. Um, but she did offer, she said, you know, if you are, you know, not very far, like say you're maybe like a five or something, you know, it is possible you could get in the tub and, you know, it could start slowing things down. She said, but you know, it's totally up to you. Like, what do you, like, what are you feeling? What do you think? And I said, Nope, I don't want to be checked. Um, you know, I feel, I feel good. I feel confident to get in the tub. I, I, at that point, I really didn't think that it was going to slow anything down. I, I felt like, Nope, this is what I need. This is what I want. And she said, okay, awesome. You know, that's what we're going to do. So yeah, things did feel like they started picking up really fast there. And, um, I'm trying to think it wasn't, I don't feel like it was very long before my, my body started really, like I started feeling those, like where your, my stomach was kind of pushing down during contractions. It wasn't quite like I was pushing, but like I could tell there was a a difference in, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think at that point they were starting to be like a minute and a half long. Like they were long, like lasting, you know, um, I know at one point, even right before you went in the tub or the pool or whatever, I feel like that you had a few semi-pushing contractions. Just the way that you breathed and grunted through them, like it it sounded, which I don't know if you okay. remember that. It's probably foggy in your brain too, but it yeah. sounded like that there may have been some um, pushing happening without you even realizing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, even maybe. before you got in the in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I love that like that your body just like does it, you know. <laughs> it's like right, you know, not like this, like okay, it's time to push. And that's one thing that I I like I really love just about physiological birth is mm-hmm. if you just let the process happen, it's just it just happens. It's not like this, oh, okay, you're 10 centimeters. Now you can push. Yeah. And then you're pushing for who knows how long. Like, I mean, maybe some people do push for a long time with the physiological process, but I think more, more often than not, it's just, if you listen to your body and it just kind of does its own thing. I mean, right. obviously that's ideal. And yeah, I love that. So, um, yeah. So being in the, in the pool, it was, yeah, really just, like I, I did start feeling like that kind of pushing stuff. Um, and then at one point she left the room. Um, I think she was just going to leave me alone. Cause she, I think that's, she actually said that to me like, okay, well she had stayed in there for a few contractions just to make sure things didn't slow down, I think. And she said, okay, well, you're, I'm not going to sit here and like watch you, <laughs> you know, like you don't need to be watched. So she went to leave the room and she wasn't gone but what, like, it didn't feel like it was very long. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, he's coming. Like the baby's coming. And so I remember having that contraction and I remember feeling his head come down 
and I started to feel like the ring of fire. And I was like, oh, he's like coming out. And it hurt so bad that I was like, there's no way that I'm going to like do this. Like, cause you know, sometimes like you can feel the head start like coming out, but then it will like kind of go back in. And like, I was like, I'm not doing that. Like he's coming out. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know who was in the room because I was so like in my own brain. So I was like thinking, like I was logically thinking, oh no, like who's in here? And I knew I couldn't catch my baby by the position I was in. I was like stuck. And I was like, I need to let them know, like he's coming out. And for some reason, instead of being like, he's coming or baby's coming. Cause I didn't know what I was having. I was like, ring of fire. <laughs> like It's hilarious. Hilarious on the video. Like I'm, I sound like a demon or something like just like those, that low, like I just like yelled it like, and I, I heard her say, Oh, I'm here. I'm coming. And so she, I guess, came back in the room and, um, yeah, I was like, I knew like, okay, he's, he's coming. And I don't know why my, my words chose to say that instead of like, <laughs> okay, he's coming. It was like, ring of fire. Yeah. And so I felt his head come. And then at that point, like, I mean, my body was for sure like pushing him out. But at that point I knew I had, like, if, if he was going to get, if I was going to get his head out, I knew I had to push with my body. Right. So I did, I pushed and I felt, you know, his head come out. And I know that like, it's totally normal for like your, for you to birth the head and then like wait for the next contraction to like, you know, obviously then birth the body. But in my mind, I was like, there is no way I can sit right here like this with just my baby's head out. And I don't even know if I had another contraction or if it was another contraction, but all of a sudden it was like, Oh, he's coming out. And I, I pushed again and I felt his shoulders come out and you know, his body flew out and Scott was videoing. He had the camera, like he had it set up on the tripod, but then at some point he decided to get it down and like actual, like try to video. And so when the baby came out, the midwife did end up catching him because Scott was preoccupied with his videoing or whatever, which was fine. I, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, but yeah, so he was born and I was just, it's, it's so crazy to me that you can go through all that hard work. And then as soon as that baby is out, it's like complete heaven, like Mm -hmm. bliss, like just like, Oh my gosh, I had a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's just, you go from like the, like the pits of hell to like <laughs> just Heaven. flying high. It's <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. Just, it's the best. It's so awesome. Um, so obviously I, I had him where my body was like up against the tub. He came out like behind me, she caught him. And then I just flipped over the, had to maneuver my way over the cord and, he came to my chest and, um, he cried right away. I think he cried when I hadn't, I wasn't even turned around yet. Um, mm-hmm. I remember hearing him and so I turned around and he was on my chest and we started talking to him and I think I, I don't really remember. I think I like called him buddy and I was like, Oh, yep. wait a minute. I don't even know if it's a boy. Yeah. Cause I was like, we thought he, we, 
like had a feeling we were having a boy, but of course we didn't know. Um, so yeah, I was like, are you a buddy? So I, I picked him up and saw, and I was like, yes, it's a boy. And, um, so that was awesome to know that we had another boy. Cause that's what, I mean, not that we would have cared either way, but that's what we wanted, <laughs> um, and hoped for and felt like that's what it was. Um, so that was awesome. Um, yeah. And then I just like sat in the pool for a little bit, um, just kind of snuggling him and, Initially, she had said that she wanted me to get out of the pool to birth the placenta, but then she said, never mind, just, she told, just told me to push and I pushed and, um, it just came right out and they put it in a bowl. And then after not too long, they helped me out of the pool. Um, I think they got my lovely adult diaper on and I went and sat in my bed and, um, I'm like trying this part I like don't remember it's so weird like I think I just got in bed and was like holding him um like skin to skin mm-hmm. um and then I know Scott cut the cord and I remember her in the bathroom with you and you guys were looking at the placenta at some right. point I like I don't know this part is like so foggy to me like the immediate postpartum all I know is I was in my bed holding my baby yep. and it was like bliss. everybody was kind of scurrying <laughs> around doing cleanup Yeah, and she wanted to make sure that, you know, all the pieces of the placenta were there. There, there was nothing missing, mm-hmm. which it was a very beautiful placenta. You did good, mommy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was mostly just pumping the pool out and taking everything down while you guys had your bonding time. Yeah. Yeah, and finally I had my golden hour. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. the thing with Finn that I didn't fight for in the hospital, and I was so mad that I didn't. Um, so obviously we left the cord, you know, intact for a good while. It was limp and white when Scott cut it. Um, and, yeah, I just snuggled with my baby in my bed, and at some point I had to pee, like, so bad. And that was one of the things she said, you know, shortly after birth, she wanted to make sure I went to the bathroom and I had no problem with that. It was like, I, because I had been drinking water all day long, like after I had him, I think I peed like all night long. It was crazy. <laughs> it was like, I kept having to get up to go to the bathroom and it was so annoying. Right. Um, I'm relaxed. I can finally sleep. I, <laughs> I, I know. And then it was like, <laughs> yep. All night. Um, but yeah, oh, and we had, she had told us on her list that she had given us at our 37-week visit to have a celebratory meal ready for, um, you know, after the baby comes. Like she said, make sure it's a lot of protein and, you know, something just really good and yummy for you to eat after you have your baby. And Scott and I had talked about it and I was like, what should we get? Like, I don't know if I should like have like a freezer meal prepared and we just throw it in the crock pot when I'm in labor or like you know, like a casserole or something that we can just pop in the oven or like, you know, I just didn't know what, what it should be. And he's like, I don't know. Like, do you want steak? And I was like, yeah, but what if we had the baby at three in the morning? Like, you're not going to be out cooking steak. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, if like you just did all this work and we're going to celebrate, like we might as well do it. Right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds good. So that day he had ran, um, and picked up steaks and sweet potato and, um, asparagus. 
And we had asked you to throw the sweet potatoes in the oven when we knew it was getting close because I was like, I'm not going to wait an hour for that sweet potato (laughs) to be done. So I clearly had the the thought to (laughs) make sure that we get the sweet potato done at some point. It's funny. But yeah, so he went and they, so everyone cleaned up and everything. And then he went and started cooking the steak and um, oh, I loved the newborn exam. That was like so cool to like, you know, see her look over my baby and kind of explain everything that she was doing. And, um, you know, she went through her checklist of all the things that she needed to check. And, um, then Scott like weighed her or him, I mean, um, and that was one thing that was fun was she was like, okay, everyone, let's take bets. Like, what do we, what do we think this baby weighs? And I was like thinking, well, I've had two seven pound babies, you know, that's what my last two were. So I'm just going to get stick with that area. And, um, it wasn't it you, you, you were like, mm-hmm. there's no way that baby's seven pounds. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, you were right. He was, yeah, he was a little peanut. He was six pounds, 12 ounces. So he was, he was little, um, which I guess makes sense if I was, you know, not even 39 weeks. Um, but yeah, so I loved that. Like I loved kind of, you know, getting to watch all the, her do the exam and everything. And, and they yeah, never that was it. the baby away. That's, that's no. the birth. Yeah. Like your mm-hmm. eyes are on that baby every moment. Yeah. And it's such a yep. beautiful experience. Yes. Yeah. I loved that. And like, you know, the couple of times that I, you know, was up in the bathroom or whatever, like Scott was holding the baby and, you know, mm-hmm. so it was cool to, he was with mom or dad and right. yeah, I loved that. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and then when everything was all cleaned up and, you know, packed up and you guys all left and Scott and I ate our dinner and we're just like, oh my gosh, we have a baby. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> um, so then he had, he had told our families that the baby was born, but he, we hadn't told them the gender or anything. And we hadn't picked out a name. Um, that was one thing that we've, we've always had the name picked out, but this time we didn't have a boy name. We had a girl name, but we didn't have a boy name. And when I saw that it was a boy, I had a name pop in my head and I was like, okay, I think this is his name. But then when we started discussing it, Scott was like, I like this other name. And I was kind of like, are you sure? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we we named him Tuca Nathan Ray. And Tuca is um, a Finnish name. um, And it means one who fights with the thunder, which we thought that was a cool meaning because Finley means um, fair-haired warrior. So we're like, (laughs) fair boys have like strong meanings (laughs) in their name. Um, And Scott is... Well, I am too, but I think Scott more than me. He's um, a Bruins fan, Boston Bruins. So um, their old goalie was Tuka Rask. So um, we kind of toyed with that name with Finley, but I was like, I just think it's, even though it's a cool name, I'm like, I feel like it's one of those names that like is a little bit too different to where like we're going to have to constantly explain to everybody like oh this is his name and this is why and you know like and I'm just like we're going to have to deal with that for the rest of our lives and Scott was like who cares he's like people have to do that now with all their weird spellings of names nowadays anyways anyway. <laughs> he's like what's the difference <laughs> I was like yeah that's true so um I I was kind of leaning more towards a different name but I, in the end I was like okay like 
we can we can go with this name and I'm glad we did. I love it. So and then his middle names are after his two grandpas. So that's one because we're like, well, we want to use a family name. And we liked the idea of using, you know, the grandpas. But we're like, we don't know if we'll have another boy. So what if we just use one of their names and then we don't get to, like, use the other? So we decided to give him the two middle names, which mm-hmm. I think is fine. And I think that's kind of something that's becoming more common nowadays again yeah. anyways. But, yeah, like so... It. Yeah, we had our baby and we we went to bed and it was awesome to just sleep as much as, you know, you could. He did wake up a couple times and nurse, but I loved that we were just got to go to sleep and not be interrupted and um yeah, it was it was a great great night of just rest and no one coming in and turning on lights and checking vitals and, you know, bringing your baby and saying you have to nurse and, you know, all this stuff. It was like, I was able to just be a mom. And like mm-hmm. when, you know, he made little noises and it was time to nurse, he nursed, you know, he latched on right away. Like when we were in bed and he, he's been a great nurser. Um, that's great. So that's been a blessing. Yeah. To not have any breastfeeding struggles. Um, but yeah, and then the next morning, you know, my mom flew in and my mother-in-law went and picked her up. And I think she, they got to our house around midnight. We were, we were out. We were not <laughs> awake at all. Um, but right away in the morning, my mom came and she got to meet him. And so that was cool to have my mom, you know, come in. And then Scott went and picked up the kids. So, oh, that was like the best to have them come home and meet their new baby brother. And, you know, they all took turns holding him and, you know, loving on him. And it was just so nice to be home and not have to like get up and go anywhere. And no, yeah, I loved that. Like that was just the best part about it to just Mm -hmm. be home. And it's so conducive to rest. Like, yes, I've, I, I had one birth in a birth center, which was somewhat of a home atmosphere, but even like as soon as my birth was done, like two hours later, we were heading home. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. having my babies at home too, like I just can't imagine staying in a hospital and trying to rest in their uncomfortable beds and, yeah, you know, there's nothing, nothing at all like home. So I'm yep. so glad you got to experience all that. That's, yeah, yeah, me too. And, you know, um, it was so hard. Like, it was the hardest work I've ever done. Like, that labor was hard. And, you know, like, man, it just felt like, you know, there were definitely times where I felt like I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. Like, I mean, I never was, like, at, at the point where I'm like, I want to go to the hospital or anything. But it was just, like it was hard. And like, mm-hmm. I think I again had in my mind that it was going to be easy for some reason. And I'm like, I don't know why I get in my head of like, you know, for some reason I was thinking because I'm going to like, I'm home, it's going to be this beautiful, peaceful, blissful, relaxing experience, which I mean, it was <laughs> afterwards. Absolutely. But like, yeah, no, it was, it was hard work and it was, you know, an 18 hour labor, which isn't, horribly long, but you know, that's a good, a good, decent amount of, of labor time. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was, it was hard, but oh my gosh, it was so worth it. Like when it was all over and, you know, he was there and I was able to just, you know, be in my bed and snuggling my baby and, uh, it was everything I dreamed and more like, 
everything. It was just so beautiful. And I'm so thankful that I got to experience that. And it's funny because as I mentioned before, like I've always had in the back of my mind, like maybe this time we'll do the midwife and next time we'll have a free birth. But I told Scott afterwards, I said, you know what? Like I loved this experience so much that I don't think I would want to have a birth another way. Like Wow. I loved having the midwife. Like she was perfect. Like everything that I would have wanted in a midwife was her. Like hands off, left me alone. She she trusted me. She trusted my body. She encouraged me. There were even a couple times during the labor that she noticed that I I was doing things intuitively and she like encouraged me in that and was like, "Wow, like I just noticed you did that." Like and that was totally just your intuition knew to do that and that's like what you, you know, need to be doing in this moment or whatever. And it was just so cool to have that like not that I needed feedback, but like having her just kind of encourage me in that, like you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just so like, it was perfect, like just perfect. And like I told Scott, I'm like, man, like, nope, we're getting a midwife again the next time. Like (laughs) we're hiring her again because there's no way I'm I'm doing this any other way. It was perfect Mm -hmm. and exactly what I would have wanted and needed. And yeah, I loved it. And, um, she told me, really sternly to make sure that I have five days in the bed, five days on the bed and five days around the bed. And, um, Scott really helped me to stick with that too. So I, for my first five days postpartum, I literally didn't leave my bed except to go to the bathroom and take shower. Um, and that was hard. (laughs) It was really hard. Like you think, Oh, five days in bed sounds amazing, but no, it was hard. (laughs) It was like, I got antsy and I felt ready to get up. But, um, oh, and I had no tearing. That was, that's something else that I need to like shout from the rooftops because <laughs> I've torn every time. She said I had a little bit of road rash, but it wasn't painful. It didn't hurt. Like I didn't. Yeah. Like I had obviously like the initial, you know, when you have a baby, you're, you're sore and you know, right. I Absolutely. had that obviously, but to not have the added like tearing pain. It was amazing. I loved that. Um, and I'm guessing the water is what helped with that. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Keep everything soft and pliable. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. I'm four weeks postpartum tomorrow and I did, I, I stuck to that, that 15 days pretty much on my butt. Like the first five days I definitely stayed in bed. The next five days I like came out to the couch and whatever, but I, pretty much I stayed on my butt and then same with the last five days I I was up a little bit more and doing a little bit but not hardly anything and I have noticed a huge huge difference in my healing it's amazing like it was really hard to be disciplined because I felt so good like I felt like I could just get up and like go but I made myself not because I knew it would be worth it. And it 100% has been worth it. Like I'm four weeks postpartum and I'm, I've, I felt so good that even the last two weeks, like I could totally just resume normal life. Like, and I've never been able to, I've never felt this good this early. Like I for sure needed that full six or eight weeks to heal and feel good, but nope, I just feel so good that it's been a little bit hard <laughs> to, mm. to like still be like, okay, I'm still so new postpartum. Like I need to, right. you know, Peace not yourself. totally. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's been awesome. Like 
it's just been such a world of difference in my healing in, in like, you know, my mental state is great. I've had a little bit, a tiny bit of anxiety, but nothing like major, um, like breastfeeding is awesome. My bleeding stopped, I think after a week and a half, um, which I've never had that happen. I think I've bled like at least six weeks. Um, I'll have a little bit, like if I'm up being more active that day, I might have just like a tiny little spot like later on or, um, but yeah, no, my bleeding has pretty much stopped. Like I'm just pretty much wearing a panty liner, panty liner just in case, like, you know, on a day that I'm a little bit more active, I have a tiny bit of spotting. But other than that, I haven't even had bleeding for two weeks. It's crazy. Like it's pretty amazing. So, so yeah, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just shocked that, that this postpartum healing has been so, so easy and so amazing. And yeah, I just, I feel so good. <laughs> um, awesome. It's hard to believe that it's only four weeks, but yeah, so it's been awesome. And yeah, she, yeah, it was just, it was everything that I would have wanted and everything I dreamed of, and I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how are the adjustments going with the kids and the new baby and like um, the juggling it's been That first five days was hard. Um, or I would say the first, maybe three, um, because, you know, especially having two toddlers, they have no sense of like being gentle <laughs> hardly. Right. Um, so that was hard. Be- the, the first couple of days, you know, when I was really trying to be strict in my bed, they then wanted to be with me and with the baby, but they were like, just so crazy, like jumping and bouncing and, you know, climbing. And, you know, it was just really stressful. Um, cause I felt like I had to protect the baby, but also protect my body. Like I didn't want them yes. to fall on me or, you know, so that was actually a challenge those first couple days. Um, we did end up sending them to my in-laws cause my mom came just Friday night. She was there Saturday, Sunday, and then left on Monday to go back home. And then she came back a week later. So we did have like four or five days with just Scott and I and our kids. And that's when that time was really hard. Um, those first like two days. Um, so we did end up sending them to my in-laws for a night and a whole day. And we needed that like to just really not have to worry about them bouncing and being crazy. And then Mm -hmm. when they came home, we kind of were more strict about like, you know, only you're only allowed in our room. If you're sitting on your butt, you're not allowed to be, you know, so we really kind of had to like put down some really, you know, it's hard because they're so little, but you know, we had to make some kind of strict boundaries because they were, you know, so excited. (laughs) It's like, you don't want to, you know, they're so excited and they're, they want to be with you. And, you know, so it's hard because there's the adjustment, but also you need to make sure that you're getting rest and it was not restful having them be so crazy around me. um, But when they came back from my in-laws, it got better. And, you know, the adjustment has been good. They love their baby brother. Um, Even Finney, you know, I didn't know how he would be, you know, being the youngest and whatever, but He's, I feel like he's adjusted pretty well. Um, he's, he's probably had a little bit of acting out and stuff and, you know, there is, you know, a little bit here and there, but for the most part, it's been good. Um, they love him. They love holding him and kissing him and yeah, it's, he's just meant to be part of our family and he's fit right in and (laughs) they, they love him and 
and he so sounds been... like he's a pretty easygoing baby too and that's oh, just yeah. a blessing <sighs> mm-hmm. especially when you have the others like that yeah. he's just kind of sliding in yeah. there and finding his place yep. and Mm-hmm. That's so precious. Yeah, he's been really he's been really easygoing, and um, he's the first baby that I've co-slept with. I usually do the bassinet, but this time I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have him in my bed. And so far, I've felt like I've been getting way more rest that way. Like oh, my good. babies just don't like sleeping in a bassinet. Like I mean, I guess if a baby is so used to being with you all the time, and like you know they they spend nine months in your womb and then you're like trying to put them in this other space. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try co-sleeping this time. And I've noticed I get way more sleep. Um, you know, I've looked up, you know, how to do it safely. There's of like, course. um, the seven, seven safe sleeping something. There's like, you can Google it, the seven safe sleep co-sleeping rules or whatever. So I've been sticking with, you know, the rules on, how to do it safely. And, um, yeah, so we've been doing that. That's been good. Um, so we feel like we've been rested. He, I've been bringing him to the chiropractor because he has seemed like he struggles with a little bit of like pooping. So I don't know if it's helping or not. I think it is. Um, we'll see. He's gone a few times, so we'll see if it makes a big difference. Um, oh, and we did bring him to the pediatrician at three days old so that he could have like the, um, heel prick test. I can't remember what it's called, but we wanted to Mm -hmm. just have that because I'm a cystic fibrosis carrier. So I did want to see if he, you know, make sure that he's not a carrier too. Um, and it was funny because, because my midwife is unlicensed, we couldn't really say that we had a midwife, um, (laughs) Because normally if a licensed midwife would do all of that, you know, she would do the test and she would do the paperwork and, but, but our midwife can't do that because she's not regulated by the state. So we have to do all the birth certificate stuff ourselves. Um, you know, we had to bring him to the pediatrician and, you know, ask for w- if we wanted anything, we didn't, we didn't do like shots or anything, but, um, like if we had wanted that, we would have had to, you know ask for that stuff ourselves at the pediatrician or just, you know, so we wanted to make sure he had that test, but even like going to the pediatrician, I was a little bit like, we just kind of avoided the subject of, of the midwife and the doctor just assumed we had one and was like, yeah, you know, sometimes nurse midwives do this. And sometimes nurse midwives do do that. Did yours do that? And we just were like, no, <laughs> and it, it was kind of funny because it was like we we didn't like yeah we didn't like have to you know say anything and it was just kind of like um no we didn't have that happen and he he didn't act weird about it at all or like shocked I don't know it was kind of funny because I was like a little bit nervous like are they gonna like treat us weird because we had a like a home birth and we are like oh we, no we haven't had any tests and we haven't done anything you know we but no he was fine so that was cool um but yeah otherwise yeah it's just been been good it's been it's been fun to have a new baby in the house and you know we I just I love the newborn stage I know it's hard with all their little grunts and figuring it, things out in their own body but just those little snuggles and, you know, it's like, it's over so fast and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just thoroughly enjoying it this time. And my mom leaves, um, next Wednesday and I'm feeling a little anxious about that because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's just an angel. She just comes in and she waits on me hand and foot. She cooks all of our meals. She cleans my house. She takes care of my kids. Like, 
she is so amazing and such a blessing. And then it's like when she leaves next week, that's when the real, you know, the the reality is going to hit. (laughs) Yep. And it's going to be the real adjusting and, you know, whatever. So I'm kind of nervous about that, but I'm like, Hey, people have, have new babies all the time and we make it through. So (laughs) we'll make it through too, even if it's a little hard at first, but yeah. So. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I'm sure everyone listening loves to hear like your experience. You're always (laughs) facilitating the voices of others. So it's so fun to hear what you have to share and I'm so grateful that you let me be a part of your birth experience, but also let me join in on this podcast because (laughs) it's always just, yeah, it's a highlight. It's fun. And yeah, yeah, well, this is, this is beautiful. And I just pray God's blessings over you as you guys continue to adjust, especially with mom Mm -hmm. leaving. And I just hope for the best for everything for that you are pursuing and for this podcast and everything. I just wish the blessing of God on you and yeah, you are amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I was, I was honored to have you be there at the birth and it was fun to hear your perspective and yeah. Thanks for being my guest host again. (laughs) Maybe in (laughs) another year or two, we'll have you back. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, it's funny. I just, I have a baby and then I get baby fever and I'm like, what is wrong with me? This can't be normal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yep, we'll see what I'll God has, <laughs> has in store. But yeah, so thanks again. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were encouraged in some way through this story. As a reminder, please rate and review our podcast and you can connect with us on social media at Birth Journeys Podcast. For more information or to share your own story, please visit birthjourneyspodcast.com and fill out the brief questionnaire. See you next time.